You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey, the Roast Battle Podcast on Comedy Central. I'm here with Pat Barker. Hey, what's up, guys? And we're going backwards. Coach T is here. Yeah, what's going on? With author, comedian, critic. Fanatic. Gener- journalist. Journalist. That's the word you're looking for. Julie Seaball, everybody. <laughs> Julie, when I say everybody, it's mean us three in the room, plus yep. Julie. Yep. Julie, how are you? I'm good. I just got back from uh, doing a little promo down in Bisbee, Arizona with Doug Stanhope. So Ooh. it's nice to follow up with you guys. They drop. Yeah, check yeah. that out on audioboom.com. <laughs> the Doug Stanhope podcast. And also this one, too. Thank you. There you go. This Thank is a you. legitimate guest. This is like a, this is a yeah. real, you know, working. It's our documentarian. Journey. Yeah. It's normally oh. people like me who just, you know, got mildly, like, no, notorious for making racist jokes in the belly room. And thank you for that, by the no way. No problem. That's yeah. what I'm here for. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's nice to switch it up. Yeah, well, now we have a person who's written those, those jokes down and analyzed them and dissected them now. Yeah. Julie Sebo, what, uh, so you wrote a book called Ringside at Roast Battle. Oh, yeah. Uh, you've been around since, I want to say, a few months into Roast Battle. Like, yeah, when did you get to Roast Battle? Uh, I think it was about eight months in. Okay. So I'd been hearing about this crazy show happening in the belly room from, uh, like, I remember Ari Shafir was telling me about it, Josh Adam Myers, and... You know, being someone who's covered comedy for 15 years, it's like, eh, whatever, yeah. I hear about good show. <laughs> so I finally went, and, you know, you climb up the stairs, and it's packed. It's standing room only, and people are sweaty and chanting, and I'm like, holy shit, what's happening here? <laughs> and, you know, watching it, I started understanding that, you know, it looks like people are being mean to each other on the surface, just, just comedians picking on each other. But there's so much more happening. And, you know, what I like about Roast Battle is it's the great equalizing force behind it. You know, you can have all sorts of men and women and transgender people and people in wheelchairs and all races, all ethnicities, religions. And it's just about who can write the best jokes. And I love that. And you can see how it's better to kind of laugh about all your problems and work through them through comedy and uh yeah i put that on the cover of la weekly yes you did about a year in and Mm -hmm. apparently it was good for you guys that i did that (laughs) yeah i think it actually saved the comedy store the comedy club (laughs) the comedy store because that was there then people started saying oh what is this we're cultural you know savants let's go see what's up at the uh, the comedy club the comedy store and uh, I wrote a few other things in the interim. I remember there was like a, a best of L.A. list at some point, And yeah. I did a thing on Jeff when his third special came out. And I was always bebopping around, yeah. hanging out, making myself a nuisance. And then uh, when you celebrate the fifth uh, anniversary, I was like, you know, the story of the show from going, being, you know, the open mic where the two guys were going to fist fight yeah. to now five years later Slap where box. it's three seasons on Comedy Central and all over the world in local comedy scenes. Like, this doesn't happen ever. Right. And I wanted to document how I got from point A to point B and all the drama in between. Oh, you did, yeah. Behind the battle. Thank, and thank you. you. It legitimizes what we're doing. I, I, I really feel like. Because I, I think some people look at, like, roast comedy and if they have a natural, like, inclination to, to think, oh, this is, this is dumb or it's mean, you have somebody who's smart undeniably like Julie, you know, so you're like, oh, maybe I'm missing something, right? When when somebody smart says that this thing is actually good, I think you got to give it a second look. So I, I appreciate it. And what are you seeing in the evolution of this show now? So you've, you've been around it for four years, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. The better part of four and change, I guess. Yeah. So what have you seen throughout the evolution of the Rose Battle from, you know, being there that first time eight months into a show that was that wasn't ready to be seen by, you know, I guess public eyes television wise, and to see it now. Yeah, it was still definitely a lot more rough back then. I think, and the inward rule was still in play oh, when I started hanging out. It was a good old day. <laughs> yeah, that was a good old day. I showed up post inward rule. This is mind boggling to me that this was <laughs> ever a thing. I wish we should bring that back, man. For one night, one night only. I just bring it back, period. No, I just hated it. I, that's why. Because <laughs> you felt uncomfortable. Also, I mean, in the, we had like a whole, there was a whole firestorm. You My know? other sensitive ass niggas, man. D.L. Hughley? Just, if you're Torrey. sensitive, you got to be cool with that shit. I never knew the D.L. Hughley thing. I only knew the blog, the comedy hype blog mm-hmm. wrote. So the comedy hype blog gets around to uh, D.L. Hughley. And then D.L. Hughley goes on his radio show and says, oh, the comedy store, they never took care of us. Now they got white guys saying the N-word. What, what is, can we clarify what is the rule? I don't think a lot of people yeah, are familiar so with it. The rule, this is the rule. It was uh, the first ever battle was between two white dudes, I guess. Um, but it was basically because they weren't black. They were like, all right, so since you guys aren't black, you can call each other the N-word once. You both get one nigga piece. Yep. Hilarious. <laughs> Until Alex Super fucked it up. I don't think he fucked it. He got desperate. Yeah, but it, but then it was like desperation. Why did he do it twice? Like how did he fuck? Did it you up? you didn't hear it? Did you? <laughs> I I'm sort of vaguely familiar with it. Oh man, it was bad. So Rich Slayton <laughs> had a legitimate, yeah. legitimate use of the N word, uh-huh. and yeah. then Alex Hooper just threw the N word in because he knew he had it. I mean, it was gotcha. awful. <laughs> hard, hard R and everything. I mean, they they both had hard R's. I think at the point because they're, you know they're white guys and they don't really know how to you know I guess uh, decipher between which way they should say and which way they shouldn't. But they're also they're saying at each other, so that it doesn't matter. But it's just weird. Which yeah. chapter of the book is this? <laughs> uh, it's, it's actually in chapter three. If I look if up the N word in the index, <laughs> tell me where to go. Chapter three: Rules and Regulations. Oh, I love it. Diversity Initiative. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's throw to a battle. Julie has been around for a, a long time. She's been there pretty much since the beginning. This is one of my favorite super old school battles um, from two roast battle legends. But this is when they were brand new. This is Leah K. Janian, who you've seen on uh, seasons one and two of Roast Battle on Comedy Central, against Olivia Grace, who you've seen every single season. This is a classic from way back in the day. This is three rounds, so we're going to start with round one right now. Okay. Is this because I'm a girl? Yes. Olivia Grace. Welcome Hi. back. Good to see you. Good to see you too, Not Moses. Not to be here. Thank you, Dad. Yeah, that really helps a lot. Battling, <laughs> battling the very intimidating Leah. Uh. Leah. God damn it. Anyway, why Leah? Um, I don't know. Like like Leah said, I think it'll just be a great battle. And, you know, women are funny. It's about feminism. All right. Whatever. <laughs> Let's get to the rules. <laughs> Rule one, nothing's off fucking limits except for physical contact. No fucking cat fighting up here, right? This isn't Girl Fight, that movie that nobody watched, all right? Rule two. <laughs> Original material only. You guys have both done this before. We're okay with that. Last rule, at the end of every battle... We hug each other. Fuck yeah, we hug each other, you two. All right. <laughs> Who's going first? Yeah? Yeah. All right. Hey, everybody. One of the Kardashian cousins, Olivia Grace. Are we ready? I know it's hot. I need more than that. Are we ready? There it is. Round one, tip for tip, one minute, let's roast! You look like... 
You look like you know exactly how many licks it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop. twat I would be skinny too if I had to regurgitate everything I ate to feed my young (laughs) Olivia's mom pays her rent because it's lower than her grocery bill told me I shouldn't make fun of Olivia's weight, but hey, if you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen, and then stay out for, like, more than a couple minutes. <laughs> Leah plays softball. She has a big collection of bats. If you don't believe me, you can fuck her and watch them fly out of her pussy. What's your favorite moment of the roast battle that you've been a part of, besides writing this book and you know and coming to all the things with us? Oh, so many to choose from. I I, I know the answer. Oh, you do? Yeah, but I'm gonna let you <laughs> say your answer <laughs> to see if you were lying to me. Is it what when I met you? Is that what you no, were saying? Come I, on, I mean, man. I've got That's a good. I've got like a top five running through my head. Oh, let me see if I can. I like a top five. You want to go through the top, top five? five? Yeah. yeah. Guess yeah. Uh, in in no particular order. Okay. Uh, just as they're kind of coming to me. Uh, 2015 Roastmasters at Just for Laughs Montreal. Yeah, that's when you. That's oh, when you. That I met you. We were in maybe the lobby or something like that, and you were like, "This is the greatest comedy show I've ever been to." I think that was the quote, right? I think what was it the second night of that when it finally started popping? When, when it popped, that might have been yeah. night three. Oh, that was night two. It was night, night three. three. That was night three. Yeah, night yeah. two was the Wanda Sykes night. But just seeing it kind of go from a little rocky at mm-hmm. the beginning of the week uh, versus at the end when the entire festival was talking about it and the momentum had built up so much that it was like, yeah, this is a great show to have up here. Something's going to happen with it. We're seeing it like right in front of our eyes. And I remember like even the judges on the last night was like Mike Judge and Jason yeah. Reitman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was like tons of people on that day as the last night. Yeah, and the audience was like, uh, that's when they were shooting X-Men Apocalypse. So uh, Michael Fassbender was in the crowd. Yeah. Actually jumped up on stage and like rolled a joint yeah. after the show. Aaron Rodgers was there. Aaron Rodgers was there. <laughs> Olivia Munn was there. Yeah, with his beard, Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. I'm sorry. You said it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say allegedly. He's That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm alleging. <laughs> it's a leg. Yeah. But not. just seeing that happen was amazing from knowing kind of where it was when I first saw it yeah. in the belly room when it was a little rocky and rough still and the inward was still in play. And yeah, that like edge. Whitney Rice yeah, was still man. there. I know. Yeah, yeah, whitening, yeah, whitening Earl. Seeing it kind of 
being really embraced by the industry and knowing it's right on the cusp of something big happening was great. I just love seeing that. So that was one moment. T right. is yawning. No, no, it has nothing <laughs> to do with you. <laughs> nothing to do with we you. We stay up late around these pots. Hey, it was a good night last night. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you IG model too? I, I was in bed by 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> I don't know what anybody's talking about. <laughs> Matthew Barker, how dare oh, you? Oh, man. I, uh, one of my favorite battles ever was definitely Joey Rill versus Robin Tran. Oh, such a good one. That's recent, too. Yeah, that was more recent. I, and I cover that a bit. I, I quote from it in, Ooh, also fresh. in Chapter 3 because it's so good, and it really illustrates a lot of points that it is the most diverse show around, and anybody can do it. And it's just about slinging these great jokes, and it was just the perfect example that went three rounds, and there was a sudden death and yeah. two standing ovations and then at the end everybody wins everybody wins it was perfect yeah that was a beautiful moment thank you yeah mm. that was another good one right. um also recent when hugh jackman was there the other couple months ago yeah oh, so basically also the recent ago. moments are basically oh the best i remember well, i'm just saying like that was another <laughs> jason reitman brought him right right and it was so packed i could not sit up in vip so i went and i was standing by coach t the whole yep, time yep, yep and i'm like jumping up and down and you know, Hugh yeah. Jackman's calling Danielle Perez like Professor XXL. Oh, <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> right yeah. Yeah. Like seeing Things the don't judges, get anywhere else. Yeah. yeah. Like seeing the judges when they come in kind of fresh and watch it for a battle or two and then they start getting into it. Yeah. Is so awesome to see. Like Rosario Dawson, uh, Rosario All Dawson, right. another one. Yeah. Oh, when she watched the, um, one of them and then it was what, Doug Fager and Alex oh. Dewan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, was that? Okay. And Jeff Fager is saying, oh, this was a great, one of the best battles we've seen here. What do you think, Rosario? And she's like, well, this is the best battle I've seen. I haven't missed much. I'm like, oh, yeah, what? Boy. Yeah. When they get yeah. in, man. Yeah. I like how you're retelling the Hugh Jackman thing because that just remi- just reminded me because you're giving us some energy as we were uh, reminiscing over our IG thoughts. But you was a little, <laughs> you was a little loose for uh, Hugh because you were standing next to me. I was like, who's this chick? Because you was like, oh my god, Hugh was here, and you you, yeah, had, you don't get like that. Yeah, I never seen you like that. No, I was excited for what it meant yeah, for the right. show, and also. <laughs> no, I don't. It takes a lot for me to get. I know. Yeah, drunk. that's why it's a little weird. Also, I was saying it was him, and T was like. Like, no, it's not him. I'm like, no, it is him. Nah, it's not him. And then finally, and then it was like, him. see, I told you. You look like Chinese people who see basketball players. <laughs> <laughs> or DJs who see Instagram models. That's one model, bro. It was just that one. I'm telling you, it was like a Make-A-Wish kid meeting LeBron. Brother, I, did, I didn't expect to ever I mean, see her. I thought that was crazy. People at home don't know Coach T. Like, we know Coach T, Pat, or Julie. Like, literally, the man is all business. And there was, like, there was a powwow for a moment. Like, it was all, it was in the, the back lot of the comedy store. And he was like, hey, Moses, come over. We got to talk about something. And then this this IG ball walks by. Oh my God! American badass. <laughs> what? Did, him and I talked for like an hour after that happened. I've yeah. never seen him so unfocused. Yeah, yeah. Right? I believe he's just, he's just he's looking around the corner. Like, Where'd she go? Where is she? I was like, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, everybody was. Yeah. And so, she came in like pajama. Like, what was she wearing? Ooh. I am. <laughs> Back to you. Back to you. <laughs> No, I just think it's actually, it's actually a perfect cut point. Let's, get, let's take, take a minute. Let's gather ourselves. Let's go to round two of Leah versus Olivia now and then come back. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, pick up after this. Let's let, let's let Coach finish. <laughs> all right, everybody. Olivia won that round, all right? Yeah. That joke beat the fat joke. So, you, you lost the first round. Do you want to go first or defer to Olivia? 
All right, Libby, you ready? Uh, yeah. Audience, yeah. second round, are you ready? Beautiful. 30 seconds, both of you get as much as possible. Let's roast! Leah's nose is more crooked than her Armenian uncle's car dealership. that says seven days. <laughs> Leah looks like she always just escaped from a basement. Leah's fucked a lot of comics. The only thing more horny than Leah is the goat her dad tried to sell her for. I made a lot of jokes about Olivia's weight, but she's not even that heavy. I mean, at least 50 pounds of it is makeup. Who did your lipstick? You are the chimp they tested it on. You have the head of a cabbage patch kid and the body of a garbage pail kid. Your pussy secretes clinical depression. Secretes clinical depression. Holy fucking shit. The fact that this show still doesn't rate to me is so weird to me. Why do you think that is, Julie? Why doesn't this go. show get the ratings we, we, we want and we think I'm it deserves? I'm still stuck on the whole, like, well, journalism is dead. Maybe I should be exploring my options. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the break that we have with Julie. She's like, no, honestly, guys, I'm out of it. I'm just gonna... This is the turning point yeah. when it all went to, yeah. Get rid of this ponytail, get rid of these glasses, <laughs> and I'm losing the bra. I, I, that is a good question, though. Why why isn't it a, a mega hit on television? Why isn't it Dancing with the Stars? Like, like it's bigger everywhere else but here. I think it's still definitely a process. Uh, it's it's a new comedy art form, and I, and I talk about this a little bit in the book, where mm -hmm. it's not stand-up or sketch or improv. It's a new fourth pillar of comedy that we're seeing develop. Brand it. We don't know what it's going to be. It's only five years in. This oh. is nothing. You're right. Like, you're it's already seeing the influence stretching all over the globe. Yeah. There's TV versions in Mexico and South Africa and the UK. Mm-hmm. 
and every local comedy scene. Yeah. So the form it's going to take is still up for grabs in a lot of ways. Okay. People are still discovering it. It's something that everyone's adapting for their own purposes. Uh, I was kind of talking to Pat a little bit before everybody else rolled in after their late nights <clears throat> last night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Someone's got to be professional. <laughs> it's true. When, Thank you, Pat. When Pat and I were both on time. Uh, but yeah, I guess the there's, there's maybe an idea. <laughs> oh, yeah, there is a common thread. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and we're rule back again, huh? <laughs> yeah. just, just for this podcast. Yeah. But yeah, I think the, you know, if you guys are kind of planning on hitting the road a bit more and going to these underserved markets and oh, really showing people underserved markets, yeah, like I showing like people without as many entertainment <laughs> options, like what it can be when it's in a small room with a low ceiling and it's hot and sweaty and it's how it's supposed to be, that they don't get to see when they're watching it on Comedy Central. Got it. That's how I think you kind of get more, yeah, the grassroots sort of stuff Thank happening. you, Julie. Am Been I right? saying this for so long. Like, Comedy Central does its own <laughs> thing. Ju- Julie, should they too. be doing the grassroots? We're absolutely free. We should just be walking there and, and dragging our turntables. <laughs> I'm fucking around. This is the Tony like most inside baseball. It's all about Instagram models and why we're not rich. <laughs> is this not what podcasting is, by the way? I love it. It's what, Mar- it's what Marin used to do. Maybe, <laughs> sounds like, maybe sounds like you do need a business manager if you're not to. Yeah, we're hiring. You on LinkedIn? Wait, are you? Are you yeah. <laughs> I am exploring my options. We need somebody, man. We need everybody. We do. Yeah. We do. If you're available, fuck you. Yeah. I fuck with Julie. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll I'll do anything I didn't know you Julie. were like, yeah, you were out there for that. But Let's yeah. talk. Let's talk. We need a business there manager. There you go. But I don't think anybody's saying to do it for free. You just have to figure out. I got it. I got, I'm just being Coach T. But um, <laughs> one thing, speak on the looking at it on TV versus experiencing it because you did get to go to the Montreal shows I believe you did um uh, uh the South by Southwest you were there as well too No I was not at South by Oh man But she set that up for us Yeah she did set that up But I mean so you've seen it other places so like what is the experience from your inside watching it on the road versus watching it tape versus seeing it on TV I'm trying to think. I think I've only seen it at Montreal the two years. Am I missing something else? New York. Weren't you at New York for the New York Comedy Fest? No. Really? No. Oh, I remember you took that year off. It was some big thing you were telling me. Uh, like that would have been November, November 2014. 2014? Wow, you're right. Damn. getting old. That was Baldinger. Yes. Yeah, you hooked that up too, actually. <laughs> See, I should be your manager. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, honestly. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, I also didn't have any money. Well, not that I have any money. None of us have any money. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't you have... You hear that, Viacom? I don't have the... <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the funds to just follow you around like you're the Grateful Dead. What the hell? He's <laughs> <laughs> wrote a book on you. you know? <laughs> Thank you. But but how does what the if... how does the live version differ from the TV? Like, what are we missing? What's, what's getting lost in translation there? I mean, it's just a different thing. Um, obviously, when Comedy Central now owns the brand and they're putting their money up behind the tapings, they can do whatever the hell they want to. As they have. And I do think, actually, season three was a lot better at kind of showing a more kind of diverse array of talent and people mm. who were uh, higher up in the belly room, like the Alex Duong, Robin Tran battle, yeah. was supposed to be only digital originally, yeah. and it got... Yeah. <laughs> Oh, sorry, Pat. Sorry, Pat. Yeah, yeah, that was really good for everybody involved. <laughs> well, I think in your in the case of your battle versus Eli, mm-hmm. it was a bit more of a content thing. 
It, it wasn't How about. So? It wasn't about. <laughs> <laughs> like it was great that it was. They were showcasing both of you guys, right? As well, they should have done. Uh, so the fact that it did get a bit downgraded from TV was more about the dead kid jokes and had less to do with. I will, the level of I will say this, far be it for me to defend somebody making fun of my dead kid, but uh, we're doing some numbers online. That battle, people people like seeing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm fine with those jokes, so, uh, you know, Comedy Central, I, I know you guys are listening. Like, uh, I don't think you know. that, I don't think it was that. I think it was, uh, Alex was amazing. And there's only... That factors into Yeah, I, I don't... Yeah. I, I, I mean, you remove that, I think it's another story. I don't think Viacom was like, uh-oh. Julie, think, uh, it was just a better battle. Yeah. <laughs> mm. well, Pat the Eli point is... There. There's, the only point is. Yeah. there's only two slides. There's only two slides. By the way, Eli did this thing, too. Just yeah, I was his, cool with his, it. Yeah, his thing was different. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the point is, they're packaging a product that is now adaptable to all these different markets around the globe that we're talking about. And if they were just shoving cameras in your face in the belly room, that's not as easy or efficient to recreate in places they're not as familiar with. And they kind of, what's the what's the belly room of Mexico? Who knows? Yeah. I don't think we want to know. <laughs> Somewhere in Tijuana. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, it's all about, you know. Peanuts? It, this is bigger than just the belly room. So you can have these two things happening simultaneously. They're not mutually exclusive. I agree. The belly room is still great. It's fun. It, I, Tuesday nights, except for last night when I skipped it, uh, are my favorite night out of the week. Oh. And I always go home in a great mood. That's different than the TV show, and <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. You didn't get no snacks either. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that is inside baseball. But that is God damn it, let's, go, let's, let's throw it to Leah and Olivia round three. Play, we'll, we'll come back and talk more about snacks. All right, hey, last round. Let's make it so fucking loud they shut this bitch down. All right, last round, last round, last round. Beautiful, Olivia. Leah! Let's roast! Leah's pussy is more battered than her pancake tits. <laughs> Olivia's nickname is the golf course because she lets old white men play with all her holes. which means her shaky writing is hereditary. (laughs) Olivia's had a DUI, a cocaine habit, and she suffers from depression. It looks like you've had every rich white girl problem except for anorexia. It was the first and last time she was ever wanted. Leah's brother shot himself. It's too bad his helmet wasn't bulletproof. 
Olivia's living proof that a strong, independent woman can do anything when a stronger, more independent woman pays the rent. Well, that was a... All right, hold on, hold on. Yeah? One more! Kurt Cobain's suicide is Leah's Foo Fighters tramp stamp. You're obviously a child of the 90s because you look like Kurt Cobain swallowed Barney the dinosaur. Come on. Wow. <laughs> okay, so the three judges, Sarah, Theo, Randy, all said Olivia. Jeff Ross has all the weight, and he says it's a draw. Audience, what do you think? You know what? Nah, because you know what? Somebody, people, she brought people, she brought people. That never works, all right? So this is what we're going to do. Roastmaster wins. It's a draw. Hug each other. Thank you, ladies. That was outstanding fucking work tonight. Thank you. Julie, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I mean, we have you on every podcast we do, uh, <laughs> this one included. Uh, anything to plug? <laughs> uh, what do I plug? Yeah, buy the book, Ringside at Roast Battles at Amazon. I just finished the Kindle version also. Hey. So digital. Uh, yeah, and I'm at uh, Julie Seaball at all the socials, Instagram, Twitter. I'm going to probably uh, take my Facebook off. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. You're over Facebook, so look huh? At me, so look for me at the other two. All right. Well, you're a pleasure as always. Thank you for doing what you do. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to, to us. Thank you, Julie Seba. Hi, I'm Anthony Jeselnik, a famous, handsome comedian. And I'm Greg Rosenthal uh, from the NFL Network. And we are pleased to announce our new podcast, the Jesselnick and Rosenthal Vanity Project, where we talk about sports off-the-field issues, and they are legion. Two friends, I would even say, go as far to say best friends, in, in vastly different fields of work. I work in football. What, what do you do? What about Keep It Short is so foreign to you? Yeah. All you had to say was subscribe and coming soon. Jesselnick and Rosenthal Vanity Project. Subscribe. Do it. It's a good show.